what up, y'all? It's your boys. Did you forget your name? It's the light shed, y'all. With your boys, Syringe and Bam's Money Malone. What's good? What's good, bruh? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. So it's been a while since we last were on the show. No, didn't we do one last week? Yeah, I think we did. Really? I thought that was the week before. No, it was last week. I'm impressed. I totally forgot about I'm that. I'm pretty sure end. it was last week. Yeah, because last week was you would come back from your fucking having um what uh You were gone for ten days. Oh right, right, right. Where where uh, you're absolutely right. Bam's. I know what I'm talking about. I got a calendar in my head. Bam's got a calendar programmed in his head. Yep. But uh yo, so um yeah, a couple things I've been working on. So um I haven't come up with a name for this project yet, but I reached out to several people in the past few days and uh, gotten some pretty good responses some people pulled out last minute not knowing that this was going to be also podcast related and um they just were struggling with um communicating with me um being that some of these people that submitted were from other countries i tried to um take a little bit of everything um for for like a lineup of what originally i wanted to be just 10 people um and eventually that turned into 15 people and now we're kind of narrowing it down word but i'm finally getting responses and so the whole point of of bringing it up is uh we're going to filter a lot of the people that are going to be involved in this through the light shed so i figured if anybody's listening that we can introduce the idea of this uh basically what it is is the people that are selected um submitted three photos that i um basically pick based on different things so like for example um some people i picked based on the fact that they were out there pushing taking a bunch of photos and though there's things in them where you could see where there could be improvements not saying not speaking from a perspective of someone that thinks i'm better at photography than him but just like basic little things that i know he's kind of going in that direction basically and 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 i see that now and um so i want to kind of speak to him on being like a younger photographer um and you know how he goes about um you know shooting and what he understands as his work and all this stuff and uh bam's money malone is also um going to be involved in the project so you're going to see some of his work uh and this is you know an audio uh, podcast uh, there's no visuals to kind of be able to show people our work yeah. so if people don't know our instagrams and things like that then they're not even aware of some of the stuff that you and i do so it's nice to actually have something that we're going to work towards that's actually going to have something physical attached to it that i actually show some of that stuff word in the end <clears throat> what i plan on doing is i'm going to do a limited run of those selected um possibly three to four photos per artist and possibly a small bio kind of like background story and how I stumbled upon that person. And then I'm going to name that something and do maybe like runs of either 50 to a hundred of these things and basically try to filter the funds back into the number it'll take me to produce them so that I can continue to make those magazines. Word. And, um, yeah, so I wanted to announce that today. Um, again, we have I haven't uh, locked in an actual name for the actual project in itself, but it's on its way. As soon as I put my finger on that, we'll announce it on here. So yeah. Oh, and by the way, if you don't know our work, you can follow my man at Chris underscore T underscore Ramos is my street stuff on Instagram. On Instagram and and, and also Twitter. And on Twitter, yeah, my friend has a pretty nice, uh, my friend Bam's got a dope Twitter. Yeah, I'm I'm more active on Twitter. I I find the engagement on Twitter a lot better than I do on Instagram. Boom. So, yeah, follow the homie. And uh, for those that don't know, I'm at Christian Santiago Photography on Instagram. And you could also find me on on the tube. Moving forward, um, most recently, uh, I've been talking to people about... uh, (laughs) They're like work experiences, just like everyday shooters, people that are just trying to get on the grind and uh, just kind of 
try to make a business or whatever and they're trying to get their feet wet and uh most people i've been talking to have been kind of struggling with um trying to uh come up with rates uh rates and uh things like this so uh yeah it's uh pretty interesting to me that uh most people say that they have no way of uh knowing what uh well excuse me we're having a I guess a bit of a little interruption for a second. But whatever. Most people um, kind of struggle with coming up with even like rates and um, things like that. And they wind up getting involved in these projects and they wind up basically just playing themselves as far as like rates go. What do you mean rates? <clears throat> Sorry, man. I know we got distracted for a moment, but I was bringing up the fact that I've been talking to a lot of like younger videographers, mostly videographers, but yeah. uh, photographers as well that all really struggle with putting like value to, oh, their, to work. their work. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's going to be hard on anybody who starts doing this, even if they've been doing it for like two or three years. Yeah, no hard. doubt. But at the same time, I mean like ridiculous things. Like I, I saw this kid that did a what? Did I talk about this yeah, with we, you? Yeah. We had the conversation did the, with the, the kid that was the, the wedding photographer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically that whole story, yeah. um, where he basically was just working for someone that was completely taking advantage of him. And I said to that kid, I said, yo, you know, just think about you got paid X amount of dollars, which was very, very, very low, in my opinion, for for what he produced for that guy. Word. And then the guy basically made him edit like a few hundred photos that he submitted. And about 85% of the final joint was all his work. <laughs> so I was like, what the hell? And it was like, you know, a uh, photojournalistic shit. And, and it was really nice. And I was just like really impressed by it. I was like, well, that's terrible, you know? So I said to him, I said, yo, so you have, you know, you have uh, two options. Like how serious is the money for you? Do you feel like you really need that money? Because if you really need the money, then it is what it is. Fuck it. If you don't have anything else, you might as well work it, right? But um, I said, and the other end of that is, is basically saying, uh, you know, no, nah, I'm, I'm not doing that. And instantly kind of adding value to your work, even though some say don't pass up any jobs. But, yo, you're shooting for like nah, six. Nah, there's some jobs you got to pass up on. There's, six hours, homie? Yeah. There's and for what he got paid, I was just like, oh, my God. And then I told him, I said, yo, take the six hours, right? And I, and I, and I tell people this all the time, and this sounds crazy, but if I sit down to edit anything for anybody, and even if I had a, like a flat number from the gate of how much it was going to cost me, kind of guesstimating on how much time it would take me, I clock my time doing that shit. Like, that's just the only way you really know what you're making, even no, on an hourly right. level. Yep. So I told him, I was like, well, how many hours do you think you spent editing? He's like, I don't know, about eight hours. And I'm like, yo, boom, eight hours, six hours uh, to get there. Now, divide that, you know. Plus, for, uh, by what you got paid. And he was like, damn, dude, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, people and I'm don't, like, fact, Yo. They don't They don't really factor, especially if you're traveling from location to location. If you, if you have, like, most people that go into doing, like, photography or videography, uh, they're coming from a regular nine-to-five job where for sure. you, get paid, get you get paid a paycheck. So they don't factor in like, all right, now I got to, now I'm doing this on my own. I got to travel here. It's going to cost me this. Exactly. I got to lump all, I got to lug all this gear around. Yep. I might have to rent a car or I had to bother a friend to help me out. Yeah. You got to factor all this stuff in there because gas costs money. All this stuff costs money. You got to factor all this stuff in there. Yeah. And, and exactly. So like, you know, I just, he was just like, oh, and, and then I said to him, I was like, yo, think about what you get paid at your actual job. And he was like, oh, I get paid terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say $12 an hour, let's yeah. say. Um, and you're making less than that when you chop all these numbers up. And based on the time you spent, how to buy clothes for these for these gigs, possibly invested into gear, you haven't even made your money back. Exactly. So I said to him, I said, yo, think about it like this, right? I said, And this is fair, in my opinion, right? If I'm going to step out, in my head, I'm like, I always used to joke around when I was a, when I was a youngster. I'd be like, "Yo, I'm not working for less than a hundred dollars an hour," and I try to stick to that. And that's me being fair, you know what I'm saying? And and not factoring. Sometimes you gotta factor other shit, and you're like, "Nah, I can't do it for that rate." 
But for the most part, if I'm doing something, I think that's pretty fair. You know what I mean? Someone says, yo, I'm doing a music. I want to do a music video, right? Take me about five hours to shoot that shit. And it's somebody that I know. I'm like, yo, just give me 400 bucks. You're my friend. I'm helping you out. Yeah, I'm putting in all this extra work, but I don't mind. I, I consider the, the physical part of it, the job for a friend, right? And then the editing is like, yo, I got you, man. I'm going to try to make it as dope as possible. I'm now, now I'm, I'm, I get to be creative with what I shot, you know? Oh, hell yeah. So I kind of enjoy that. And if it's a friend, I'm like, fuck it, you know? But I, I started breaking it down to him like that. And he was like, yo, I never thought about it like that. I'm like, yo, that's how you need to really break it down. And I said, and then at the very least, you could say the time that I'm spending away from my day job, I'm making at least double of what I get paid during that. So I'm definitely, if I do this more often, I'm instantly doubling my, my, my yearly income. And as a beginner, that's banging, especially if you're some young dude living in your parents' house. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hell yeah. And that's what I advised him to. And he was like, yo, I never, I'm like, yo, dude, I'm like that. The, way, the same way that dude hired you and used 80 something percent of your work as the main parts to this photo album just proves that you have something that he can't even deliver. Exactly. In and all he, and, his experience. And he used your 80% under his name. After you did all the work and edited exactly. all this stuff. So I felt bad for him. And he was just like, man, you know, he's like, you just made me look at this different so i just figured if there's anybody listening about shit like that no but it's also that's a lesson learned now the kid now he knows like he, he went through this now he learned a lesson from it now he can take it and mm -hmm. he can either build on it or just keep going the route he's going hopefully he's gonna build off of it and then you know actually start making something yeah on it. yeah i mean because you're at the end of the day if like if you're trying to leave your job because you feel like you're not getting paid enough whatever the case may be when you do the shit you love doing you know, just charge it somewhat accordingly to yeah. where you're like, all right, at least I'm I'm making more money than I would working, you know, at a job. Exactly. You know, I had another young kid and, you know, I like to inspire people to make the right decisions, yo. Especially when I see that they're young and they, they don't got direction or they don't know someone that does shit. I met this other kid and uh, well, I don't want to even speak, so. He's somebody that I work with. Yeah. And, um. He came in and uh, he's super talented, yo, like mad young and like blew my fucking mind. I don't want to get too detailed in case, you know, whatever, but super, super, super duper, like unexpectedly, like caught me off guard on some like, oh shit, this kid is nice, right? He's been there for, I don't know, let's say a week. And he hits me up and he's like, yo, I, I need to take some time off and. I just started here, and I don't think they're going to give it to me. And I'm like, well, what do you need? He's like, yo, I need the next five weekends off. I'm like, oh, you ain't going to get that. <laughs> I'm like, you just started, bro. I'm like, and I'm like, well, and he's like, yeah, I know. This is really conflicting for me. And I'm like, well, so what's going on? He looked mad flustered and shit. And I like helping people. So I'm like, yo, so what's, what's going on? Like, you all right? And he's just like, oh, I got this opportunity. It started off as one job that I was about to miss on thinking about working here. So he was like, I was going to pass it on by. And I said, well, yo, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> I said, how much were you getting paid for the day? He was like, I was going to pay 3000 bucks. And I'm like, and they wouldn't give you off. You told, you told these guys that and he's like, yeah, they wouldn't give me off. I'm like, I'm like, yo, try to find somebody to cover you. And I said, before you even ask the second time around, just be like, Hey, look, man, can I please take off on this day for this job opportunity? Uh, our job honors flexibility, but he's not past his grace period of like, yeah. you know, the time he's supposed mm -hmm. to be there. So um, I said, try to find coverage. And when you find coverage, go to him and be like, look, man, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I really don't want to miss out on the opportunity. And uh, I want to present this idea of like, this person's going to cover me and they're cool with it. I already spoke to him, blah, 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 blah. He's like, all right, cool. I'll try that. He's like 22, 23. Comes back and he's like, yo, I can't find anybody to cover you. And I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, I won't be able to either. My father-in-law is coming into town this weekend, so I can't. So he's like, yeah, man, this sucks. Yo, literally goes away, comes back. He's like, dude, they just hired me at $4,000 a day for five days, uh, five weekends. So I'm like, ooh. Now I'm like, you're definitely not getting those five. Because, yeah, it started off as one day. Yeah. And then they hired him for five different other days. And, yo, know, I can't stress how talented dude is with, like, 
making shit look cinematic, like ridiculous. I'm not even exaggerating. So he's like conflicted. He's like, yo, I just, you know, it took me a while to get in here. And I literally said to him, I said, look, man, here's the deal. I said, what do you want to be? You want to sell? I mean, you want to be a camera salesman or you want to be a filmmaker? And he's like, I want to be a filmmaker. I said, so why would you miss out on this opportunity? The truth. You got to hunker down and take that shit, bro. I'm like, yo, you're going to make, you're going to make in a matter of weeks, you'll make what, I mean, I'm sorry. In one of those jobs, you would have made what you made in this job in like a fucking month or, or two. You know what I mean? Depending yeah. on what he gets paid. So I'm like, yo, you're going to do this for five weekends. I'm like, you setting yourself up to make the same amount of money in a way less amount of time, opening you up to some type of flexibility to, to create a portfolio, a strong portfolio, some professional shit, you know, and, and try to build with these dudes. Like, I want to do more. I'm ready to work, you know, and, and just kind of because you got in with that's a good client, you know, four yeah. G's for for the he has ridiculous skill. But I mean, like actual field like work you know what i'm saying he doesn't really have under his belt the stuff that he's done yeah so yeah uh, i can't even speak on that's fucked up man because there's a really cool part of this story that makes this kid a fucking legend bro but the long story short he was like thanks for the advice today's my last day and i was like Gave him dap, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's off, yo. I'm telling you, he's off, yo. He had, he just, he's talented enough, and and I feel like you still got the coverage of, like I said, you 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 you're at home, and it's just like, yo, do that shit, bro. No, like, hell yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you at least you'll at least you'll make money to cover yourself to, if you want to find another like nine to five. I'm Sometimes sure you, you gotta take it. a chance. Yeah, man. And I'm glad he chose that 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 way. And I only knew that kid for just like. A matter of days, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I was just like, yo, what do you want to be, bro? And it's true. It's like, yo, literally, you're at a point right now where someone's saying, yo, come be a filmmaker. And you're saying, well, damn, but I could be a camera salesman for the next year. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, 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 no. Like, be a filmmaker, bro. Yeah. And he was just like, yo, I'm out. And it, it was dope. But, uh, yeah, I was. I just wanted to bring shit like that up. Because, yo, for, for all the youngsters out there, man, it's just like, yo, think about what you want to get paid, right? If it's more than what you're currently making, then you just give yourself a raise. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and you start there. And at least you're getting paid more than you're getting paid at your day job is all I'm trying to get at. This is true. So, yeah, I wanted to bring that shit up. And then I was, like, kind of writing all these things out throughout the day. Um Oh, the whole should you work a day job, which is similar to what I was just talking about, or should you not? I found myself to be the most effective when, um, all right, you feel when you have nothing on your schedule, but you have access to the things that are tools to you. Do you feel like, I mean, you obviously exercise this every day, bro. You come in this motherfucker and you knock out some beer with BAMs, right? You're using your gear, you're exercising, you know, you're utilizing all your, your networking and all that stuff is happening. So you're using you're, you're using the space to your advantage. Right. Yeah. And uh, it gives you that flex to do shit. Right. Yep. So. For about eight to nine years, I was on some gung ho. I got this and. It took a certain type of discipline to put my brain there, but I, I, I achieved a lot of things in that time because I had all the time in the world to constantly be like on top of shit. Now, what I realized throughout time, and I say to a lot of people, and it's part of kind of an industry thing for the most part, depending on where you fall, um, where the winters get really slow. Shit slows down in the winters. Uh, shit becomes more indoors, blah, 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 blah. So, um, and I mean, I could only imagine during COVID and shit, it's very similar, probably even worse. You know what I'm saying? No, that's so, like, why a lot of people picked up doing shit like podcasts and making YouTube videos word. and doing other things to, well, they were, it was an avenue to supplement income that they weren't getting. Word. And some people kept riding with it and they actually made something of it. Some people word. died, you know, we're going back to normal. We can go back to what we were doing. Yeah. <clears throat> word. But like. I caught myself thinking about that heavy today, especially with the stuff I told you about earlier. And um, the way I feel about it is if you need the funds 
and you're not making any money, right? Let's just say it's been months and you haven't booked anything. I think it's good to have something there to kind of give you some type of cushion. Yeah, of course. Until, before you lock a job in it. And I, so after doing the whole eight to nine years of um, just, you know, doing my thing, the first half of that was fucking up. Because I was landing these gigs and I was just saying, well, I got money in the bank. So if you want to go do something or if I wanted something, I would just go out and be like, fuck it, you know, just keep moving. Yeah. And what I noticed is after like three or four years was is in the wintertime, shit would get slow. So summertime's around, you want to go do shit, you're more active, you're spending more money than you think. And what I realized after a while was I'm just going to save my money throughout the summer and when the winter gets a little cold, I'll have some, some dough there to get me by and still be able to generate profits and yeah. shit. <clears throat> but after like eight or nine years, when I started losing the steam, not the discipline, the steam, because I was getting fucking tired of that fucking just daily routine, um, I was like, fuck it. I stumbled upon an opportunity to take on a little gig that was like two to three days sometimes a week. It was just extra bread. And um, the name of the game is to make money. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And if you don't make money or you're not consistently making money for a long period of time, then it's like, well, are you in business if you're not doing anything ever? You know what I'm saying? And I, and so I tell people is I, I would base it off of that. You know what I mean? Because most people, I just want to quit my job. And I feel that I feel when people say that because it's hard to leave your job. But if shit is moving and you're making money and now you're you're having to turn away job opportunities for this thing, it's like, well, maybe you might want to consider saying, well, can you can I work here part time or I'm going to have to be the fuck out and find something that suits this day job shit more. No word. So um, I think there's no real answer to that. Right. There isn't. It depends because, on where you are with it. Yeah, because it's also it, uh, what's going to factor in is how much are you bringing in at your what you would consider a nine to five job, like a regular job. Uh, and how much are you actually bringing in with what you're doing? Video, uh, uh, videography, photography, whatever right. you're doing. <clears throat> you got to factor all that stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Now, you, like you said, during the winter time, certain things you're going to have, there's going to be downtime. You're not mm -hmm. going to be making as much as you were. For sure. So you, you need to have that supplement income coming in. Yeah. Unless you're able to really bang out within like the first two years where you have like if you're a photographer and you sell prints all the time yeah. and you're doing this and you're moving that and you have small clients that come in for small yeah. stuff. Yeah. If you can keep the small stuff coming in, you might be able to, to just keep doing what you're doing, but you're going to have to hustle your ass off. Yeah. Like you're not, it's, there is no, when you're doing it, there's no nine to five of that. Like that's that's life. Yeah. I mean, but yo, <clears throat> I, like, I guess it's fair to say that there really isn't a solid. So I was trying, no, to, I was trying to lean more towards in my brain, I feel like when I don't have that job, it puts a battery in my back because I don't have that backup. So there's like that double-edged no, sword, no, right? I, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, because a couple of people throughout time have asked me um, that question. Like, well, like, yo, if you, if you do this stuff, then why are you here? You know what I'm saying? And... I can respect that question, you know what I mean? Because I'm just like, well, I get what you mean, but you don't know certain things, you know? Like, I tell people, like, when when you take on a part-time job, right, or a full-time job because you're not moving as much, you lose the drive to move to get it. So I'm blessed with being able to kind of do a little bit of everything, even when I'm there and not, you know what I'm saying? But even still, I feel crippled by that shit sometimes, you know, where it's like you can't just get up and go. If you were scheduled, you you, you kind of owe it to these people to be there. You yeah. can't just be like, yo, so tomorrow, like, you know, and it's just in all fairness to the people that are around, you can't be a dick about shit. But I've caught myself coming home sometimes and just being like, I'm fucking tired. I'm going to go take a shower, <coughs> have some dinner. And you're like, oh, I'll watch TV for like 30 minutes and then I'll get to it. <clears throat> And then you're just like, nah, fuck it. Maybe I'm just going to go to sleep because I feel like shit. Right yeah, and now. I'll take Tired. care of it in the morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I agree, man. It happens. So it's a double-edged sword, I, I, I would say. Like, right now, I'm feeling like I want to go back, you know. Like, I'm just kind of just like, my eyes are locked on that shit, you know. Like, I just feel like I need to go back to that. So, uh, 
Yeah, we'll see how that works out. I'm going to touch base and tell you how that's going. You know what I mean? Uh, all right. Here's a pretty interesting conversation. So um, <clears throat> I meet this older man. He's a like a shooter, what he tells me. Um, but he was shooting Fujis too, uh, digital Fujis. Um, film, I mean, like a film cameras. And uh, we're sitting there talking and you ever meet somebody where it's like right away you know this person is kind of passionate about what they do? It mm -hmm. just sounds different than the average yeah. photographer. I don't know <clears throat> what it is, but he just gave me that vibe instantly of somebody that really loves photography. And we're sitting there talking and he's telling me about all, he, he he's an older man now. He goes on these vacations, you know, Fiji, shit like that. So he's a lot of times in like dope travel spots. Yeah. So he's um, shooting Fuji's, couple lenses, zoom lenses and shit. And um, photos were fucking ill, like nice, like, oh shit, this guy knows what he's doing. And uh, he goes, but you know, my, my real, uh, you know, thing is I, lo I love street photography. Boom, gets my attention. I'm like, oh yeah? He's like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I love street photography. He's like, you know, that's what I really like to do. Like, if I set out to just walk out of my home or park somewhere or whatever, he's like, I just kind of just like to shoot walking around. He was like, I think he's like, he was basically saying, like, I think I do it mostly because I like to walk around. Yeah. And um, I thought that was pretty cool. And we kept talking. And I'm like, well, do you mind if I see some of your work? And he shows me his his photos. And they were all, I mean, I mean, his street photos and they were all beautiful photos, like instantly, like, oh, these things are ill. But I'm going through it, and all of them looked, to me, like set-up portrait shots. Yeah. So, and he's like, so I let me see your work, you know? I'm like, I cool, I pull my phone up, I start kind of scrolling through photos. He's like, oh, I love them all, they're beautiful, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, thank you, it means a lot to me. I said, you know, these are like only 100 or so photos. I'm like, they're more carefully selected. I'm not loosely just posting photos i'm like so yeah i kind of have it set up that way at the moment because i started fresh right so i'm like but there's plenty of photos within all my photos that are just like you know random shit you know yeah these are more hand-picked so he's like yeah i love the way you know um they, they he's like saying they look they look very on they look so honest and and i'm kind of looking at his work and i'm like well what's the difference here so we keep going with this whole thing and i said well I'm like, is it safe to say that what you're doing is street portraits and what I'm doing is street photography? I'm like, because it took me a minute to register that because I was busy looking at black and white, really beautiful shots. Yeah. And then when we kept talking, he went on to tell me that the way he shoots is he finds interesting people and every shot he takes when he's on the street is him engaging with that person. Walking up to them, like, hey, how you doing? My name is such and such. Um, I really like your outfit. You know, I'm a photographer. I'd love to shoot you if you have the time or not, you know? Most of the time, people say yes. He poses them and all that. Look this way. Bang, bang, bang. Get some banging ass shots. But the whole thing was just like all portraits, you know? But that is, that's street photography. I understand. But... If you set out to shoot, so all right, so this is where me and him got into this whole conversation, and we weren't arguing about this at all. Yeah. When I broke it down as the way I saw it and the way he saw it, he was talking about how my photos look honest, and I went on to say him, I said, well, I go out of my way to make sure that when I take a picture of someone, they're not aware of me taking that photo, specifically because I feel like and this is true. Observe this, man. Like, if you walk around in the street, you never, I mean, fucking random unicorn shit, see anyone in their normal walking state smiling. Never. Nope. Not one, bro. Nope. And I mean, unless you're listening to headphones and just having a good day. That, or unless that, they're with somebody and they're chatting. You might get smoked. All right, smoke. fine. But fair enough. By themselves. By themselves. You, you never, especially in New York, everybody's got stone face. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've tried to observe this everywhere I go. No, you're when people right. are in, in movement, they they just look a particular way, and mm -hmm. I feel like you kind you kind of actually get to see the person. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you get an honest. This is me, 
not talking, not engaging, laughing, nothing, just like me walking. Mm-hmm. And it's always this serious face, you know? And I'm fascinated by that shit. And this is what I explained to him. I said, I'm fascinated by, by seeing someone in, in, as their true self. You know what I mean? Someone takes a picture of me nine out of ten times. I, I smile and I, you know, it's no longer me. It's me saying, oh, shit, someone's taking a picture. This is what I'm supposed to do. Jeez. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and he was just like, wow, no one ever put it that way. And, he, and I said, and I feel like the reason you're saying that my photos look honest, I didn't say that. He said that. I said, I feel you, you said that specifically because most of these people, unless they knew that I was there, even still, look way more honest than those people that were like, Trying, trying to portray the honest part of it, but still now pretending kind of for the sake of the photo. Like, all right, we'll be serious. Look up to the light. You know, it just changes the whole vibe of the shot. So he was like, wow, man. You know, and, I, and again, I'm not taking it away from it being, I mean, you're shooting on the street. Yeah, right. There's no real... I guess there's no real way of putting that, right? Street photography. Well, no, there could be so many different things. It's not that there's, <clears throat> there's. Well, if you listen to like street photographers talk, like there's, in street photographers is genre of photography, but mm-hmm. within street photography, there's, there's like a subgenre. Sub, yeah, for sure, I get that. <clears throat> so you have street photographers where they literally purposely go out and they talk, they'll actually talk to somebody. Yeah. Like they'll see some, like I, I like your hat. Yo, can I take a picture of you? Cause Word. I love the way you, I love your outfit. Yeah, for sure. Like I do that on occasion. Most mm-hmm. of the time I'm just, I just randomly, I'll see something, I snap it. But if you see something you really want to get a shot of, like, dude, can I take it? I was like, your outfit is sick. And can I take a shot of you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it is, it is, it's not it like, is. it's not, so I, if, if you want to call it staged or like, stri- well, check it, check it. We didn't, <clears throat> we didn't, we didn't disagree in anything. Oh, okay. What happened was, is he recognized something in my work and I recognized something exactly, in yeah. his work. Yeah. And when we both described what we saw kind of, it was like, all right. Yeah. So I fall into that. I guess you would say subgenre yeah. of street photography. Yeah. Because when I saw his stuff, I'm like, damn, these photos are dope. Because everyone was handpicked, you know, saw a girl with a cool hat or some fucking bunny ears or something. Excuse me. Boom. And then, you know, he's ill as hell with shadows and stuff from what I saw. And, you know, his photos just look beautiful. You're like, they were dope, like blown away. And but I instantly saw when he scrolled and I'm like, damn, these things are fucking how do you how do you? fucking do this (laughs) and then he reveals like every every person like the goal is to be like hey can i and you get rejected and so on and so forth so eventually you get them but that's where a lot of people have problem like trying to do street photography because they're afraid people are gonna uh people are afraid that they're gonna hear no yeah but the answer is always no if you never ask the question two people are afraid that they need people the people they're gonna shoot are confrontational which is it's gonna happen. I mean, if you're out in the if you're out in the street and you're taking pictures of people, even if you're not if you're not gonna engage with them and you just snap a shot, you might get into you might get into some conversation with somebody because they yeah, didn't that's just a fact. do. Yeah. <clears throat> it's happened. I have dudes throw fucking food at me. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that kind of shit you gotta expect. But at the same time, you know, I've told people that. Um, you'd be surprised how many people are cool with it too. You of know? course, and if and if. You got to kind of, how can I put that? You got to kind of know who to do certain things to. For example, if you see some brolic ass motherfucker drinking a 40 ounce, walking down the street, looking like he's ready to kill somebody, you don't stop that dude and be like, yo, check it. I just feel like (laughs) you're setting yourself up for disaster, I feel. So like. <clears throat> I've learned throughout times like you got to know who you can interact with. You can tell who you get along with sometimes right away just by, you know, the way they even dress almost. It's weird, you know, like you can just walk up to some, you know, some people might look at you like you're weird. A lot of times they're like, yo, did you just take a picture of me? I'm always going to say yes if I did, you know. Yeah. Did you snap? Yeah, I did. Yo, you want to check it out? Show them. And like I said, if people are like, no, I don't want you to keep that, I'll delete it, you know. If you're a dick about it, I won't delete it, you know. But um, for the most part, um, yeah, fucking uh, don't be afraid of shooting. And I think the the point I was trying to get into is what I learned more so in the past year than anything is 
I like to shoot candidly, and sometimes I need to be slick to grab shots. But I've been kind of distancing myself from that approach more and being more blatantly obvious that I'm out there taking photos of people. That's how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I, I, I feel like I feel like a lot of times based on people's work, bodies of work, you can see how many people are being bolder with their pictures based on the fact of the direction of someone's face. Yeah. So when people say, you know, that they're they're running into this issue, I'm like, well, stop shooting people's backs. Stop shooting people, you know, not facing in your direction. I mean, I take pictures of all different angles, but while I'm out there, it's just like, all right, cool. Well, let me try to get a little bit more personal with this and, and try to, you know, be a little bit more in people's faces on some open shit. Like, yo, I'm not trying to hide it. Some people might do this. Some people might be like, you don't fucking take my picture, whatever it may be. I'm just going to react accordingly to it, but I'm never going to. I think I'm leaning more towards being a little bit more like, yo, I'm literally about to take your picture. No, and exactly, you see yeah. me coming like this with it and I'm like, boop. I mean, you can't help when I do it. I got a fucking giant ass camera when I'm fucking sure. there with a big ass fucking lens yeah, on. Yeah, I know all about that world. <laughs> yeah, I know all about that world. But yeah, so I just, I, that's some pretty solid advice for, for being out there doing it for a while now <clears throat> that I struggled with at first. You know, I was very everybody like, trying to be with slick with that shit. Because <clears throat> everybody wants the candid shot where you can actually see somebody's face, you can get a yeah. reaction. But they also don't want the possible confrontation yeah, that, no, that most might people, happen. Yo, if you're, if you're a socially awkward person, then yeah, this is, you might, no, I'm not going to say it's, I'm not going to say it's not for you. You might take a different approach with it. And like, yo, I, I for example, this I might help you become unsocially awkward. I can no, tell I'm you that. Saying, that's true. <laughs> or you'd be that dude that's shooting some badass photos with yeah. like a 70 to 200 snipe that is shot. True. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you know true. what I mean? I've seen some amazing photos with, with some crazy zoom lenses yeah. and, you know, there, there's a way to approach this. All I'm saying is, is there's a way to do it. But one of the best ways I think to do it is just to be like, fuck it. I'm going to go out. I'm going to interact with people. That's what you're doing. So like, if as long as you can accept like, yo, I might have to talk to you and just be like, yo, I just, you know, growing up in a city, it's not easy. It's not hard to be like, yo, what's up, man? Did the fucking bus go by? No. Yo, are they still taking customers? You know, shit like that. No, yeah, exactly. It just makes it easier to be <clears throat> social. So, yeah, you may, if you don't like talking to people and you take that route, then it's a good way to talk to people because I it talk is, to people it, a lot. If, if, yeah. you, if, you, if you're a person who, who's not, well, so, I guess socially awkward mm -hmm. or whatever, it, this is, it's a good phrase, what I, uh, like, um, they call alcohol a social lubricant. Okay. Because it makes people, people get more sociable when they start to drink. They can mm -hmm. loosen up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But... If you, this will help you going out. If you keep doing it on a daily basis, so every a couple of days you do it, you're going to get into the thing where you're going to become more of a sociable person. You'll start yeah. to go up to strangers and talk, yeah. like you'll see something like, I got to shoot that lady. Yeah. That outfit is crazy. I got to, I, <clears throat> and it'll help you. I don't, honestly, I'm kind of fucking socially awkward. I don't like, I don't like being in large crowds. I don't yeah. like being around a lot of people. Yeah. I keep whatever friends I have is real small, tight knit mm -hmm. group. I don't freaking, but I'll, if I see something I want to shoot, I'm going to stop and say, listen, I need Where? to take your picture. Well, I mean, shit at that point, it's like, yeah, that's something you like doing. So you no, exactly. it's, it, it, you, you build up, the, it's a passion of what you're doing. Like you really like, I know I really need to do it. Like, I really want to do this. I yeah. got to get that. I got to get this shot. Yeah, man. Fucking, um, another one is motivation, bro. That I've been hearing people, People struggle with that shit a lot too. Oh, dude, I've been. It's like, I think we talked about motivation before. Like, how the fuck do you motivate, have, yeah. motivate yourself to get out of the house? Yeah, I haven't um, been feeling inspired lately. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw you. I saw you post about. I mean, yo, man, I think in every art form, there's fucking, you know, art block and dry yeah, you spells. You got the ebb and, and flow of uh, yeah, thing, man. So, yeah. It's, it's all It'll like pass. I'm doing things, just reading books and looking at stuff and trying to. Yeah, you're like also like re we might be just readjusting to some new shit. You yeah, know what exactly. I'm saying? I mean, that shit happens to me all well, the course. fucking time. I haven't really done art in a really long time. Uh, even draw. I used to draw every fucking day. I feel like I, that's at one point in my life. That's all I did: sit down and just start sketching, put on a fucking movie and shit like that. Yeah, just to exercise that shit. I haven't done that in a while, and I'm even uh, considering getting rid of a lot of shit, bro. I have so much shit that I've 
So I'm one of those people that don't like letting go of shit. <laughs> like, I know people like, oh, that, that machine's old. That that pedal's old. I'm like, nah, I'm not getting rid of it. Because, <laughs> yo, what happens in my, what's happened time and time again in my life is I'll have something, I'll get rid of it because I haven't used shit, it. I can use it. And then I need it. And I'm like, mother. So I've learned throughout time, if you bought it, you bought it, even if it was in the past, you bought it because you wanted it. Mm-hmm. And now that you have it, just because you haven't used it doesn't mean. But most recently, I literally looked around and I'm like, this is just out of control, man. You know, now I'm going based on use. What's been getting the most use in the past year? Yeah. Can't be without that. What haven't I used in about two years? I could keep that. You know, what I haven't used in nine or ten years and I'm just like I'm not using this shit I'm just gonna get rid of it because some of it's worth money yeah I got this really ill um tape deck player I don't know if you ever saw it the one with the wooden panels on the side the Tascam one you said nah it's no. not it's it's a cassette player okay but uh this is some OG badass expensive ass cassette player and through a friend one day dude sent me I've always wanted one of these um and he um, said he had one that he had just, uh, what do you call it? Um, refurbished? Not refurbished, the other one. Restored. Restored, okay. So he restored the wood and all of that. My friend, a record collector, that's his homie. My boy buys mad records. And he's like, yo, let me just go up there and you can go see the unit and I'll buy some records. <laughs> Luckily for me, my boy was buying mad shit. And just went and bought like a fat stack of records. I don't know, a few hundred dollars in yeah. records. So I'm like, well, how much would you sell it to me for? And at first he's like, oh, I don't know, man. Now that I've restored it. And he was sitting on mad dope shit, you know. But um, I, he was like, yeah, he told me you really want. I'm like, yeah, man, I really want this fucking <laughs> thing. When I saw it, I instantly was like, he's going to fucking charge me like 300 350 for this thing. I wasn't prepared to pay that when I when because when I saw it up close I was like oh this thing is pristine, so usually it's a little more beat up you know you could be like yo that shit looks fucking wonky I'm gonna have to do this that and the third yeah anyway he fucking goes oh, let me give you some thought I'm like can I test it and he's like yeah pop a tape in and the first two times I rewound it and played it it started kind of getting caught up in the wheels. So I'm like, ah, fuck. And he's like, nah, man, I'm telling you, it's, it, it just needs to play a few more times. I, I checked it, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, I don't know. And I know for a fact that thing has a tuning bay in it because I've always wanted one of these. So basically, where the tape deck ends, it has a little metal. It looks like a little piece of sheet metal. Yeah. What you don't know is that you could pull that sheet metal out, and then it's a door, and it exposes all the, the gears in there. Yeah. So I know that that guy, I think, has like a three-way head or some shit like that. So I'm like, oh, it's just probably there's, there's that. I think there's like an extra wheel or something. Sure enough, I get it. I'm like, I'm going to oil that shit up. He probably didn't access the bay. But um, at that point, I was just going to try to really work him down. And he was like, yo, just give me 150 bucks. I was like, sold, boom. I bought it right there. Um, before I went through any of that, he just said, yo, just give me 150 bucks. I was like, bang, money. I'm out. <laughs> then he fucking gives it to me in the actual box it came with the box was beat up but it was the original box styrofoam and all I was like oh shit <laughs> the dope shit about the tape deck is that you can hang it on your um, you can hang it on your wall and um, but anyway point is I have all that shit so I've been making like a fucking crazy ass um, I don't know eBay box or some shit <laughs> there's just so much shit that I'm like this is crazy but uh, yeah I'm gonna be selling all that stuff I'm gonna downsize the room that I'm in heavy and uh, I've been really thinking, yo, straight up, I'm going to buckle down on just shooting more on the street than anything, like hard body karate shit. And uh, I want to turn it into an actual thing because it leads me to the next question, which has really been bothering me. <clears throat> so, and I'm only going, and this is like on some conversations of, let's say, two to four people that kind of bring up the same thing that, that makes things stick out in my brain because I deal with all sorts of people all day, every day. But um, when people see my portfolio, if they're newer or they really like my stuff, like, yo, how do you make money as a street photographer? <laughs> and, yo, that question really has been bothering me, right? Because 
there is a way to make money with street photography, obviously, right? Because there's people out there that um that uh have successful careers as street photographers. Yeah, and there is no. I mean, I mean, there's always the side hustle. If you have a camera, well, that's what that's what it, that's what it is. Like they're they're street photographers who can make money with street photography, but they also have that. Uh, fallback thing which is still in the same thing because they're still using mm-hmm. the equipment they use like yeah. they're still using their camera they're just using it to make money for sure but there's people out there that yo literally make money doing street photography and crush it man yeah. and crush it and um i've been really struggling with that because i could always make money with my cameras man but the the photos that I, most people like are m- candid street photos that i that i shoot and i only know that based on yo can i buy a print off you yeah people aren't saying yo can i buy that picture of that mural even though that's a lie too but but regardless you know like i i've made money from that shit you know and um not saying that i've made shit loads of money but i have right throughout time and um i want to kind of really focus on that and i feel like because i love doing that shit so much I've never applied, can I make money from it? It's almost like if you like doing something and it's just like your thing and you know, it's your, it's your thing. You know what I mean? I, like most of the older stuff that I have, you, no one has seen of just shit that I randomly shoot. Word. You know, but I enjoy doing that shit, you know, and, and I'm starting to realize now more than ever that I'm like, why? I've never really tried to make a living off what I do. It's just, that's my, 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 um my hobby you know that that i never thought to try to make into a professional thing i've always said well fuck it i could do these other side jobs to live off or make my money at least back for my camera for crying out loud no yeah but i want to change that man i really do and and not not even necessarily to prove a point but almost prove a point to myself that the only reason that i haven't got certain opportunities or have done certain things is because i've never thought to do them and I'm almost feeling like an idiot now that, yeah, granted, I'm not saying that I have this crazy following, but I've gotten the best response that I've ever gotten for my photos in the past, you know, let's say year for doing this shit for quite some time, you know, where people gave me praise for other parts that uh, other things that I would do with my camera. No one ever really saw this part of me. So now that they're seeing it, it's just like I'm getting a genuinely cool response of like some really thoughtful people that have said some really thing you know things that really stuck out to me that i was like wow that's really nice of you thank you like i never you know i never wake up and say i'm gonna go shoot today to get that photo for the print because i need to make money it's just like yo i got some downtime go shoot you know i'm not trying to ruin the downtime i'm trying to enjoy it so i'm gonna go do something i like doing so lately i've just been kind of being like well why the fuck haven't i done that you know People have shown me love and, and embraced my, my stuff. And it's just like, I want to give, I want to give those people more now. And just because you said certain things, I'm like, now nah, I don't want to let you down. You know what I mean? Like one guy said to me, he was like, every photo that you posted was interesting to me because they all meant something to me. Like they all meant something once I read what it meant to you kind of deal. And that shit was dope. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, I want to continue that story. Then if you enjoyed it, I want to continue to push you towards it. And then me introducing the channel to people um and then hearing people's responses like oh man i could learn from this thing and you know i look forward to seeing more whatever the case may be word especially the ones with the pov more than anything have been like less views but better response from people is like yo this was cool man i never thought to look this up and then i'm like yo there's like a million other you know one of these uh types of you know i'm not the first one to ever do it but it's nice to show people how I function as a photographer because when I watch other people's videos, I'm like, oh, he takes a whole other approach. So it makes it interesting to actually see yourself working and being like, oh, shit, I do. Like watching those videos showed me how much I look at my camera. I'm always in my camera. And I feel like that's becoming like one of my tools. So if somebody's walking over to me, I'm, I'm always dabbling the camera, changing things or reviewing a photo. And I'm alive, so I'm seeing through my peripherals that you're finally stepping into my shot. I might be like, boop, boop, boop. Put my camera up right before you fall into my shot, you know? And just make sure that you know I'm already shooting. 
and it almost looks like I'm trying to shoot the background, but I'm just really w- patiently waiting for you to fall into that shot. I never noticed that shit till I actually, phys- you know, actually saw it for the first time. I was like, oh shit, I never re- realized you do these things. So, um, yeah, I want to try to make it a goal based on those few conversations to be like, yo, why the fuck not? What, when have I ever said, how do I make money off street photography? Or how can I make money off of it at least? Not not necessarily aim to make money from it, but can I make money from it? I'm I don't sure know. You can. Well, this is what I'm trying to get at. So selling <clears> prints <throat> and all this stuff, now I've been kind of form, trying to formulate some way of making that a primary thing. And I'm telling you right now, remember I said this, should I bail on this little side gig that I got um, at my job? I'm going to fucking buckle down hard on that shit, yo. Like I'm I'm determined to do that now. If if the window opens up, the opportunity to actually move in the time zones that I need or or I feel I need for my own work, which is usually the mornings, um, five days a week, you know what I mean? Like it's on. I don't I don't have that right now, bro. It's like if I want if I want to go shooting like that, I got to get up before I go to my job, knock some shit out, come home, be tired from walking. And have to go do my job for a few hours, you know. So the idea of eliminating and just even opening up that fucking first part of the day for me is like a dream come true right now. So I've been really trying. Well, what I'm trying to get at is based on that conversation. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it a point to try to explore that. You know what I mean? Word. So I can go back to these people and be like, yo, here's what I did. And. This is what I found out. Because I don't have enough information on that. Do you have... I mean, you really don't either, right? We've talked about this. About what? Like, what's the what's the approach to being a, a successful, well-known street photographer? Like, what avenues do you explore? Do you just keep shooting? No, you just keep shooting. See, I agree with that. I agree with that. Because I feel like that's what you're... But right, that's it, what you're doing anyway. It, all right, it's, it's keep shooting... You have you, one of the main things you're gonna have to get recognized by somebody. I mean, well, that's the obvious. But no, no, no. I know. I understand. That's the yeah. that's it's the obvious and it's not the obvious. All right, go on. Because you don't know. You don't. If you know, if you actually knew a person that could help you out, whose whose recognition would put you somewhere, mm-hmm. then you would always gain, aim towards them. But you don't know who those people are. So yeah. it's almost like a, like a, like it's, you know, it's just a shot in the dark. So you just gotta, it's literally, honestly, it's literally just keep on shooting because somebody's going to wind up seeing it. Well, I, I see what you're saying. No, nah, no doubt. That's a good point for sure. Also, uh, contests. Contests are a good way to get out, to get your name out there. See, well, the, the, there's a good example of what I mean. So like, I would think that if you're considering approaching something like what we're talking about, that you're already doing the shooting. Yeah, I'm only going off of the fact that I'm already doing the shooting, right? But I'm never using that as like, well, what do I do with these now? It's more like, cool, I like that shot. I'm post this one. I'm not gonna post. You know how many times I show people photos? Um, even like my my own wife, I'm like, that that one's dope. Never thought to post that one. It's just weird. It's just a strange thing to me that I just don't see certain things. Is my point. So yeah. So. I, I, like I said, I guess it most likely contest. Um, but I noticed that uh, a photographer is doing now, they're all setting up like little outdoor, kind of like in New York when you see people on the street, mm-hmm. setting up little tents where they're selling uh, uh, prints oh, and shit yeah. like that. Word up. Hell yeah. So, because you're going to get random people walk by and see you doing it. For sure. I mean, if you're, if you're like in, in, in New York, yeah, I've seen that plenty of times, like at like little markets and shit like yeah. that, or like festivals on the street. But uh, the chances of you becoming somebody like, um, like uh, what the hell's his name, uh, Bressian or some shit like that. Like okay. I mean, that's like one in a million shot. Like I mean, those guys are all with Magnum, uh, Magnum photos and stuff like that. Like they were well, they technically he's they, he's one of the guys that started it. Yeah. But like those guys were technically like photojournalists mm-hmm. that shot street. So they well, were. I mean, that's kind of what it is, though, right? It is, yeah. Street photography technically is photojournalism, yeah, exactly. That's but what I mean. but they were recognized because they worked for publications. Like those guys worked for magazines and yeah, they worked word. for newspapers and they did stuff like that. Yeah. So their their name was already in. Well, look, there's another there's another good example, right? <clears throat> I've never thought to do that. What photojournalism? Yeah. 
I've never thought to be like, yo, this is what I shoot, man. Can I do this at your event? That's what, that's what like a, a, a second shooter at a wedding kind of is, you know, he's the one that's documenting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, that's another example of, of like things that I'm like, I've never tried to explore that. And now I'm thinking, I'm like, well, why don't I do that? I think I have a portfolio that speaks for that. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Why have I never approached that as a as a field that I might want to get into? That's me still producing street photography, well, but in this setting. Well, technically, you did with the <clears throat> elementary and yard work and stuff, that was just you. It was documenting. But with video yeah. instead of photography. Yeah, for sure. I, I recognize that, bro. I do. I really do. I, I love <clears throat> the idea of taking time and, and encapsulating it in a fucking digital file. Exactly. That's the best way to put it. But I've never said, like, yo, how do I make that into a living? Again, elementary was not from day one. wasn't It wasn't set out to be like, "Yo, we're gonna make mad money." It was more like, "Let's get out there. Let's let people see our shit." You know what I mean? Like that's what it was. Kind of like what I just started doing with, with the photos. It's like, "Yo, here we are. This is what we do, right?" On Instagram and all that shit. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I'm just gonna make it, give it more of an effort to actually do something productive with it in in terms of exploring what it can do for uh what it can do for me as a like a career thing you know mm -hmm. as opposed to like my hobby passion yeah do shit. it and see where it takes you i'm gonna do it i'm <laughs> determined bro uh and i'm gonna start with that magazine and uh that's gonna be kind of based in that whole world too word um but yeah um yeah that's pretty much it i think that's all i really kind of aim to talk about today because I was at work today just trying to really put my finger on like, well, one, I wanted to talk about the magazine idea because uh, I finally started pinpointing what I can do because I didn't, I apologize to everyone that um, I picked and um, I had that barrier of um, communication based on the countries that they were in. And I'll learn, I'll eventually have to figure out how to get past that but right now, unfortunately, based on the announcement time and how the turnaround time of actually picking people, finding out what time zones they're in, shit that I didn't factor was a little bit trickier. But now that I have almost everything pretty much lined up, I just got to come up with a name for this thing. And then, you know, on the, well, on yeah, the you Instagram. Do, you do, do the first run now, and then if it pans out and it, it's looking like it could be something, then in the next run... You literally, instead of you get having them get like a translator, mm -hmm. you find somebody who would translate for them and have somebody like you would hire a translator to translate uh, for you. Yeah, I, I mean, but see that what I what I <laughs> what I realize is that that'll be when it's hopefully on a larger scale. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. When you and, start building it up, and also, I kind of want to make it a collectible thing versus a thing that makes me actual money yeah. as a magazine. So the objective is to figure out how much it would cost me to. Uh, to make the the magazines in the first place and then basically make the goal um i mean make the sale of all those magazines be um the equivalent of the cost to make it so the objective people is not to necessarily um make money from the project but to fund it to fuel it so that i can create a platform through that magazine as something that people look forward to hopefully be part of. And, you know, let's just say 25 magazines later, they become collectibles that are signed in number, like one-offs that no, nobody will ever have again. So those that are really interested will purchase something that they're going to obviously hold on to and treat as a piece of artwork. Word. Um, and, yeah, so, and, and it's nothing crazy based on what I've been looking into as far as the magazine itself goes. It's a... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's not the, the best type of print that I would want to go with, but it's going to be super exceptional, right? It's going to have really nice covers. And um, more importantly, the people that are involved have really nice photography and pretty cool stories too. So uh, that that's coming uh, sooner than later. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's kind of all I wanted to touch base on. Um, bear with us as we get back into the swing of getting more uh, interviews for the podcast and uh, yep yeah, it's been real y'all peace peace